Welcome to the Lions Made Podcast, episode 32. We're going to get it rocking today. It's another solo dolo episode with yours truly. And I enjoyed podcasting alone last week. It's been a change. I haven't done this in over a year, more than that, almost two years. Just a solo podcast because I've been doing so many YouTube videos and Instagram IGTV videos and stories that I feel like, oh, I do enough talking, but I kind of enjoyed it last week. So I'm going to brain dump on you guys again this week. We're going to talk about the elite mentality and how to build our, you know, the mindset and the mental skills toolbox in times of pandemic when we really need it the most. A lot of us are under stress. Our nervous systems are exhausted and overworked. And we're going to dive into that today. I've got three skills that I want to teach you about that you can start implementing right now that are keys to building that elite performing mindset. Beforehand, I wanted to, I have two announcements. First of all, I don't know if you remember that we have the mission in-season program that launched at the end of last year. It's a ebook slash six-week training program for strength and speed for soccer players predominantly, but I've got a couple other athletes using it and it's all been successful so far. The sequel to that mission off-season is now launched in the online store. So whitelineperformance.com backslash store. And again, that's mission in-season and off-season. They're both six-week training programs, strength and speed, four sessions a week, some sprinting, some lifting, and they do have progressions and regressions in there so that you can modify them to do it at home if you have minimal equipment. Although, of course, it's optimal if you do. If not, totally understand. And I built in those regressions and progressions actually ahead of the pandemic. (laughs) Corona hadn't even started by the time I was writing the, the programs, but... They do have regressions and progressions in there in case you don't have access to a gym. So if you've got an off-season in front of you, a long one, and you're looking to develop, then that would be a nice little investment for you. They're cheap because I try and bring as much value as possible with as small of an investment, but I do ask you to make an investment. So if you're ready to get strong, you're ready to get fast, you're ready to develop as an athlete, invest in that. Again, that's on the website. The second one is I have two free online training spots for athletes who are trying to go a little bit more, invest a little bit more maybe than just an ebook and online program, which is kind of general. So if you're looking for more specific training, I have slots opening up starting the 1st of June, two slots, first come, first serve. We hop on a free call. If that's something you're interested in, let me know, shoot me an email, a DM, apply the link in the, in my bio on Instagram, and we can talk about whether or not we make a good fit. That's really important to me that You want to work with me, I want to work with you, and we actually fit each other personality-wise. If not, I can recommend you to somebody who might fit you a little bit better than myself. So if that's something you're interested in, let me know. All right, we're going to dive into this episode. Again, elite mindset, three skills that I want you to learn, tools to add to your toolbox. Let's get it popping. All right, so without further ado, let's talk about what is the elite mindset? Think about the best performers you know. What do they do? Are their lives like free-for-alls? Do they do whatever they want? Or do they have times to do whatever they want built into a very rigorous schedule? Do they minimize the amount of decisions they have to make? Are they just flailing all the time? No, they have pretty good routines. They have pretty good rituals. They know what they're doing. They create boundaries for themselves that benefit them and their performance because they know they need it and it's an obsession. They're dedicated to it. If you're not an Olympic athlete or an Olympic hopeful, I think obsession is a little bit much. How about passion? Let's use the word 
passion. If you're really passionate about sports or performance, whatever it is, uh, why ever you're listening to this podcast, I guess, if you're not in sports, but it's important that you have a passion for what you're doing and that you create boundaries in your life and functions in your life, routines in your life, skills in your life that benefit whatever you're doing and your performance and whatever you're doing. So three skills that you need to learn and can learn in this pandemic time to help you create those boundaries. First of all, is decide to be confident. This is something that holds a lot of people back. And whenever I do Q&As, whether it's on Instagram or YouTube, or even with my athletes, a lot of questions are about confidence. How do I get more confident? I don't have confidence in front of goal. When I, um, I'm a goalkeeper and standing on the line, um, I feel the confidence literally just <laughs> seep from my body. I don't have it. I'm scared of this. I feel anxious about that. So how do we build confidence, like elite confidence? First of all, confidence is earned. It's not given. It's not something that, you know, unless you're, we all know those egoistical people, egotistical, sorry. We all know egotistical people who seem like they were born confident. They were born with an ego. They were born with, I don't know, maybe they're narcissists. <laughs> I don't know. Try not to use that word too lightly, but we know those people who just have immense confidence and it's like, man, maybe you don't even deserve this confidence, but somehow you have it and you know, you know that you're capable or feel that you're capable or just as capable as they are. And you seemingly have no confidence, especially in times when it matters, or you allow small blows to impact your confidence severely. So how do we improve that? You decide you're going to improve it. Nobody is actually born confident, except for, like I said, those few people. And a lot of times they're faking it. So it's time to decide to be confident and allow yourself to celebrate small wins. Like I said, a lot of times we'll let small blows get in the way of our confidence. Like, um, I was, I used to throw, I used to throw balls over the net. I'm talking about like air launch them to Mars, not even on target, not even shots on goal, just somewhere over the rainbow baby. That was it. And every single time I would let that really hit my confidence. And then I would second guess myself in front of goal, which obviously is super negative, entirely dangerous. Um, we don't want the prefrontal lobe to be activated really at all when we're playing because we want to be in flow state. We want to be relaxed. We want to be confident. We want to be happy and in that passionate flow where we're just focused. And by thinking about our skills, by thinking about, can we do this? Can I not do this? Blah, blah, blah. This internal monologuing, we actually take away our ability to focus and to perform because we want to over control our skills. So to learn confidence, we need to combat that by celebrating or rejoicing in or appreciating the small wins. So even completing a good pass in a game, if you feel like your confidence is taking a beating in the game and you're just self-monologuing all the time, yes, try and focus back in on the game and then celebrate the small things. Even if you're like, this is so stupid, of course I would, you know, make a pass and uh, the small things, of course I would, you know, land my throw in correctly. Of course I would come up off my line and stop that ball. Of course I would in any situation. Yes, but we tend to magnify the negatives and minimize the positives. And that's very dangerous because by magnifying the negatives, essentially being pessimistic about everything, of course we're going to take beatings on our confidence. That's what it does. If you're saying I'm crappy all of the time because you made three mistakes and you're just like, I'm a terrible player, but you made a hundred successful passes or yeah, completed passes, great throw-ins, um, 
shots on target, even scoring a goal. And we tend to minimize those things in the name of, well, I sucked at those other three things. Come on, man. We need to do a little bit of ratioing here. So when you decide to be confident, you also decide to be kind enough to yourself to appreciate those small things and achieve those small steps. You know, when you have like big goals, you should always have, I always tell you that you should have steps to get to your goal and those should be your small or short-term goals. Appreciate those things. Every time you check them off, you're going to get a dopamine hit, right? Say, yes, I did that thing. Yes, I did that thing. Yes, I'm totally capable of doing that thing. And appreciate the process as well. I mean, when you're in training and you complete things successfully, like I said, appreciate those things. And then when you're in game scenarios or you're stressed out and your confidence then tanks, you can look back and tell yourself how many times you did that thing successfully. That's really important. Again, confidence is a decision. You're not just going to wake up one day and decide, or you're not going to wake up one day and actually be confident. You have to decide that you're going to be, take control of the situation and take responsibility for it as well. Which leads us to the second point or skill, and that's control what you can and, yeah, let go of the rest. I'm sure you've heard this before from a variety of sources, hopefully myself included. I like to talk about this a lot. And one exercise you can do, I got this from Brian Kane years ago and really like this. It's just take a sheet of paper and make a line down the middle. On the left side, write what you can control. And on the right side, what you can't control. What you can't control, we're going to just X out, okay? Everything you wrote down on that right side, X it out. Not that it doesn't matter, it's just you can't control it. So we're not going to spend the majority of our time focusing on that, and we're certainly not going to overstress out about it, okay? Proportional um, care about those things, of course. Like, I don't know, if you've got bills to pay, if you've got something's happening around you, you know, the corona crisis, things like that. Again, this is May 2020, so if you're listening to this in 10 years, I hope you don't understand what living in a pandemic feels like, but in this very moment right now, the corona thing is something that we can't control, but there are minute things that we can control, and those should all be on the left side. Now, I want you to circle the left side, and that's what I want you to focus on this week. You can control those things, and you can control your response to the things on the right, but you can only control and influence the things on the left. So do your best to Catch yourself whenever you feel yourself wasting energy trying to over-control the things on the right. Shift yourself back to the things on the left and say, this is what I have impact on. This is what I can do. I'm responsible for how I respond and not taking out my anger or sadness or whatever else on other people. I'll ask for help if I need it. But I'm going to take responsibility for my actions. I'm going to take responsibility for my situation. And I'm going to yeah, influence them as you see fit. I can't tell you what to do, obviously, with every single situation, but it's really the things on the left that you need to focus on. Please don't waste your energy on the things on the right. And again, that's part of boosting your confidence as well. Hey, you can control all of those things on the left. And as you're making an impact on those things, as you're changing them, as you're improving your circumstances, whatever it may be, that will actually improve your confidence as well. So it's important to take responsibility for yourself for what you can control and do something about it instead of sitting back and letting it happen to you. And I'll tell you what, action actually mitigates a lot of nervousness. Nervousness, It mitigates a lot of anxiety. By moving forward and doing something about it, you will actually feel less nervous. And a lot of times you'll realize that it wasn't as bad as you thought it would be. We say, you know, eat the frog. And that's a pretty popular saying, like, do the really hard thing first in your day and get that over with 
you know, get the, get the biggest thing you control can control out of your way. And it will often not be as bad as you thought it was, but you'll feel so much better that that is done. And then you can handle the rest of your business. And that's really important. And number three is control your self-talk. A lot of people, the majority of people, I would say, as far as people I've worked with, athletes I've worked with, have a constant or regular inner monologue with themselves. A lot of times we will never realize that we have that, that it happens. It's not something that we hear, not something we generally pay attention to, but it's there. And it's important to recognize that it's there um, because a lot of times it will be negative and we don't realize that until we actually pay attention to the fact that our self-talk is there. So I would ask you to try and pay attention and try and notice when you are talking to yourself, just, Hey, I'm talking to myself right now. Like if you catch yourself in this monologue, just, okay, one check mark. I was self-talking right there. And then just ask yourself without judging one way or the other, without one being better than the other, just say to yourself, was it positive or negative? It was positive. Okay, great. It was negative. Hmm. Okay. What do we do now? Again, not judging yourself. It just is what it is. You're going to take whatever phrase that you were saying to yourself that was negative and immediately spin it on the positive. So if you say, oh my God, I suck at corner kicks. Immediately you're going to say, I'm working on it. I'm so much better at it than I was six weeks ago. Or I'm going to focus my work on that now. Or yeah, but I'm so good at penalty kicks. All I need to do is fix blah, blah, blah. We're just counteracting the negative self-talk with something positive. Um, And again, ratios matter in our brains. We're the people who talk to ourselves the most for the most part. Those of us who do self-talk regularly and have that, that inner monologue. Think about if you're saying thousands of negative words to yourself every single day, thousands of negative sentences, having a negative conversation with yourself, of course you're going to lack confidence. Of course you're going to feel super defeated and down on yourself because you're telling yourself that you're shit. And that's not right. It's also not true. We're our, we tend to be our toughest critics and it's not fair to just, we're, we're, we tend to be pretty biased. So the first thing, again, catch yourself self-talking. Just notice whether you're doing it or not. Ask yourself if it's positive or negative. If it's positive, great. If it's negative, then immediately don't judge yourself. Just immediately combat that with something positive. It should be related to the negative phrase, whatever it was, so that we're, again, counterbalancing that. And even if it feels like faking it till you make it, please do it. I promise. Again, confidence is a decision. It feels super abnormal at first. It might even be uncomfortable. It's weird because we're used to not being confident. We're used to being pretty negative with ourselves. We're athletes. We're competitive. We want to win. And negative self-talk won't help that along the road. Okay? So these are all things that in times of quarantine, self-isolation, pandemic, things that we can get good at, and practice because they'll take thousands and thousands and thousands of reps until they feel natural. Just like learning how to juggle took years in the garden or years in the driveway and smacking yourself in the face and things like that. It takes a lot of reps in order to make these things automatic. So please go out and practice. Please use this time wisely. Please stay safe and please wash your hands. We'll see you next week for episode 33. 